Hey, y'all. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, dang it. You said y'all and I said guys. One of these days we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Like, let's see how toxic we can make it. If we make a shitty joke, it's for everybody. This just air. You don't have to know how to read to be in an MBA program. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I'm Michaela. And I'm Mariah. And welcome to It Burns in a Good Way, the podcast, a podcast all about things that burn in a good way most of the time. Things like student loans, working out, and the alcohol we drink to, to dull the pain. Join us every week where we cover the things that matter, the things that don't, and everything in between. Woohoo! And you're going to hear me read that every time I do the intro for a I'm long ready. time. Maybe I'm someday ready. I'll get it. But I'm ready. Nailed Woo-hoo. it. Nailed it. Crushed it. Did not yeah. read one no. sentence of that off your phone. I'm just pretending that I don't have to start a new job in a month. Um, I like that vibe. Then it won't happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you're like not looking forward to it? I am. Um, but I really want to stay I in summer you. for as long as possible. Yeah, that's fair. I like, I took two months off this summer in between finishing my PhD and starting my job. And I don't yeah. feel like it's enough time. I would yeah, have liked no. like four months, you know? Four. That's a yeah. good, yeah. So you get summers? Yeah. Okay. I can, you can work if you want. You can, a lot of people do mm-hmm. research. So I can do a little uh-huh. bit of research, but I don't Which have to teach. what you like. Okay. Yeah. And if I want to teach, they'll pay me extra. So oh if I ever God, get so to a summer nice. where I'm bored, I'll just make a extra, little extra cash, a little yeah. spending cash. Um, <laughs> none of what we just discussed is part of this episode. I feel like we're just like FaceTiming each other right now. <laughs> this is how it's going to get every time. Yeah. Like from here on out, we're never going to, well, we're never, don't say never, but we're not going to be in the same room for most of the episodes. And so it'll be a lot of catching up. We're going to be yeah. 1500 miles away from each other. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Yeah. It's a, long, it's a long, 21, long 21 and a half hour drive. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I won't, I'll fly to visit you. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll be in a month. Um, yeah. Can we introduce the drink? Cause I, yeah, I'm staring at it and I want to drink it so bad. Yeah. Pretty. I'm into it. Okay. Oh my friends. God. It's so pretty. So pretty. <laughs> so, um, before we introduce the drink, we should note that this week's episode is a TikTok episode. You mm-hmm. know what the title is before we know, because you would have read it as you listened to this episode, but we don't know. But it's about TikTok more generally. And what is more TikTok in this present moment in July of 2022 than an Aperol spritz? Apparently it's apparently it's the drink of the summer. I don't know. I've never had I think it was (laughs) really? Mm -mm. Stop. I've never had one. Mm -mm. No. Who are you? It was I know. We're kind of late. This was like the drink last year. Was it? Everyone, everyone on my for you page is telling me that this is the drink. I think and it's espresso like a great, martinis. Yeah, espresso martinis are definitely like the the one that kind of popped off mm-hmm. this year. This got like yeah. massive last summer. It's like the perfect summer drink. Like it's it's the drink every summer, but like it popped off last year on TikTok, I think. And so maybe it's like part two for them. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not surprised at all that as millennials were late to the trend. So yeah. Not at all surprised. Hey, better late than never. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Cheers. Blink. <laughs> oh yeah. I thought I wasn't gonna like it. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I like it. I didn't know if I was gonna Gosh, like it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. well, I have the bottle here. It's gorgeous. Um, it She's is the prettiest like girl at the party. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the prettiest girl at the party. Isn't that a sound? I don't is know. It? I'm trying. I'm trying to be with the times. You're, doing, you're what, 28? I'm, I'm 28. I'm on the younger end of yeah. millennial, but um, Gen Z is supposed to be 97 or 98, and I was born in 93. Yeah. So I am See, I get that a lot because I'm, I'm in 95, and every oh. it, no, the like biggest debate is if you're born in 95, if you're Gen Z or millennial. Yeah. And this is what I've told people is that I have an older sister, and she was born in 1990, and so she's 
very firmly a millennial and I just like copied her all the time. I got all of her hand-me-downs. She taught me like, she, she taught me how to play like Tamagotchi. She got me like Mm -hmm. one of those little like nineties Tamagotchi things. So like I've identified as a millennial, but I feel like because I'm close to the cusp of Gen Zers, I feel like I have this like kind of like an insight to them. Mm. Still don't get it though. Like not I don't get you know, it you know I don't either I love I love them my students are Gen love Z my them. my yeah. undergraduate students they're wonderful and we talked about this at lunch yesterday and and they were like you know I don't know if it's social media or TikTok or what it is but like Gen Z does not give a fuck like they're gonna stand yeah. up for what they believe in whether it's you know progressive or not and they are gonna yeah. love love their bodies and feed their mm-hmm. bodies and be proud and like all of us millennials have like all these not that gen z doesn't but like millennials have yeah. all the body image issues and the yeah. really bad bullying and hatred and all this stuff that like i feel like at least there was or their argument was there's a balance in gen z right like there's they're yeah. starting to use they're starting to use social media for more positive means whereas millennials we came into social media and was like I'm going to bully you on AIM. Like, let's see yeah. how toxic we can make it. Right. Like, let's yeah. push it to the limits. Like, I'm like, going to chill. I'm going to dial up my internet as a seventh yeah. grade girl <laughs> and go make fun of other seventh grade girls with my username, which is like Barbie Lover 82. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So Gen Z knows about TikTok. I know about TikTok, except for I did, in yeah. fact, um, look up fun facts about TikTok. But before yeah. we do that. We talked about our Aperol spritz, and now after oh, a few yeah. sips, we need to talk about what burned for us yeah. this week. I think you go first this week. Sure. Um, yeah, so my week has been ridiculous um, because I am moving. My fiance, yeah. Al, and I are moving um, from Salt Lake City to Chicago. By the time you hear this, I will have been living in Chicago for like almost three weeks, which will be wonderful. And I'm excited for that point. But we leave in six days and it's been crazy. But we got an updated estimate from our mover because- For the cost? uh Uh-huh. Because we we had to get an original quote to, to get our dates, just to be able to move with movers in July, we had to book the last week in January. So obviously we had no idea how much stuff we would have. And silly yeah. me was like, oh, a bunch of this stuff. And then 12 boxes. We have 36 boxes so far. Well, you thought it would be 12? Mariah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, I was really underselling it. And, but you know what? We were terrified and we were fully prepared that they were going to charge us like over a thousand dollars more, but still we have to pay almost $4,600 to move. And that doesn't include the purchases of all of the boxes. And I spent almost $300 on bins and boxes. So that's included. Plus all of the visits and stuff that we did to pick out an apartment in Chicago, all of that stuff. So for example, my future job gave us dollars in moving funds and we have used all of them okay, and we're waiting so for wait. reimbursement. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 40, you said 4,600. $4,600, I believe. And, Is that and that's like, but you said that's including, like, that's not the mover cost. Like that is you taking up a couple trips to go find your apartment. No. No, $4,600 no. $4, is just the movers. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh. And also that's with us packing all of our own stuff too. Yeah. So yeah. like well, us boxing everything things- up. It's one of those things where, like, I have a friend who owns a moving company, and that sounds right. Like, I'm not yeah. that surprised. It's just like a big chunk of change for something that like sucks. Yeah, like it sucks that that's what you're spending forty well, six hundred dollars on. And we were thinking, mm-hmm. our the biggest thing that was weird for us is like, I'm just imagining how much it must hurt other people when they have to move actual homes and families. Like, like you're talking like a about house. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about two girls who are currently living in a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment and yeah. don't have that many things. Yeah. Like, no, you guys have a small, yeah. 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 And, 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 so, I, mean, and I totally get it. It's an across the country move essentially. And, and that's, that's, that'll 
rack it up, but yeah, that's rough, dude. That burns. Yeah. But you know what? Life in your late twenties is miserable anyway. So we were just talking about like the amount of credit card debt that we're in. It's embarrassing. Like I get taunted by financial independent TikTok or whatever it is. They're like, oh, smart yeah. with your money, TikTok. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this isn't going to help me at this point. Like a no. TikTok isn't going <laughs> to change. I have been, I've been in higher ed for 10 years and I just spent four years making $20,000 a year living in Salt yeah. Lake City. Yeah. I didn't make You're gonna any have money. You're going to a little bit of debt. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. So. Okay. How about you? What's going on in your life? Okay. Um, something that burned for me was that I got a D on my accounting test. Why did I think you were about to say I got a DUI? And I was like, you didn't tell me you got a DUI this week. <gasps> oh my God. D and I was no. like, no, I would never. I know you're a responsible I adult. I would never. Oh yeah. God. I'd rather. I'm okay. Now the D on this test makes me feel like that's right in perspective. At least it wasn't a DUI. Yeah. So, but you know. I, it wasn't like the D like I could have gotten D yeah. in another way. It wasn't, it wasn't that. the, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. Not my favorite right? D, but <laughs> <laughs> there Ew. are worse D's. <laughs> yeah. All right. DUIs. So tell me about your D on your exam. So this, this class has been the death of me. Like I, I took a data analytics class last semester. That was really tough, but I ended up getting an A humble brag queen. Um, and, and that was so hard. Like I studied my ass off. I put so many hours into it and I'm just not a like math person. I'm not like a numbers person. I want so badly to be a numbers person. Like I think that there it's so, especially for just with business, like understanding numbers and logic behind it is like, it can make or break a business. And so I want so badly to like be good at it and to like understand <laughs> it, but it's just not, it doesn't come easily to me, but yeah. I took the data analytics class and I was like, well, I did that and I got an A. So like, I'll just do that with this accounting class. And, and I think two things are happening where uh, accounting is like a whole new thing. Like it's its own language essentially. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm learning the language. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so the learning curve is a lot higher than I thought it would be. Um, I don't know why I thought it would be like, I didn't think it would be easy, but like, I thought I would pick it up a little faster than I am. And then I also, my mistake that I made was I took this condensed class. So it's an eight week class over the summer. And right now is like the craziest time possible for work. Cause we have conferences, we have trade shows happening. Like I'm so overwhelmed and like behind in work. Yeah. And then I also have this class. So when I get off of work, I start studying for class and it's 80 degrees out and sunny and all my friends are having fun without me and mm -hmm. doing fun things or like <laughs> I'm going to Chicago or like mm -hmm. I was in DC. And so like traveling is happening a lot and it's summertime. And all I want to do is just like lay by the pool and get yeah. a tan or attempt to get a tan. <laughs> and that's all I can think about when I'm sitting there doing my accounting homework. Yeah. So I just think that those, the fact that I took like one of the hardest possible classes for me over summer was maybe not my best move. Yeah. Um, but also like, it'll be fine. You'll make it through. It's yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. also was that exam? Like it was just the 4th of July. Did they like give you the exam? before the 4th of on, July? Yeah, it was on the 3rd. It was on Sunday. Ew. Yeah, I know. And that I didn't, sucks. yeah. Yeah. And it was hard. It's the worst kind like, of faculty. It was a two hour test. And Gross. I didn't like think, like I thought it was one hour and I like woke yeah. up on Sunday and I was like, oh my God, like this is going <laughs> to be my day then. I didn't think it yeah. would be. And it was also like, I don't know how, like why she set it up this way, but she I didn't immediately know my score. She, mm. I think she has, she has to like look through it first and like approve it before I get my score. So I took the test and I was like, I have no, I had no clue how I did. Like, yeah. I was like, I could have gotten an A. Like it's very <laughs> possible. I could have gotten an A or I could have gotten a D and then I got the D. Well, not the D. I got a D. Ugh, sucks. It's the it's D okay, you though. don't like. 
It's the, it's the, not the bestie. I did have a meeting with her today and we went through the test and we went mm-hmm. through all the answers that I did, got wrong. Mm-hmm. And of course I was like, duh, like I yeah. knew that there were a couple where she's like, I don't think you fully read the question. And I was oh. like, I was like, ouch. <laughs> yeah. And she was Way to right. be honest. <laughs> like, did I ask for your unsolicited like, opinion? No. Except that I did. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what did I do wrong here? And she's like, well, you didn't answer the question. Oh God. I'm sorry. And so what are we going to do about that moving forward? I feel like my mom. And so what are you going to do about that? This is such a good question. Um, thank you for asking. That's why I talked to her. I wanted to like go through mm. everything to like see what I was like struggling with. So I know what I'm struggling with. And she also said the first half of the class was the hardest. So I'm really going to latch onto that and like pray to all the gods that like it will get better. We'll check in with you at the end of the semester. Yeah. We'll see yeah. where you're at. We'll, we'll give you an update. We'll see where you're at. But um. Well, be good. yeah, it's all good. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, who checks? I mean, what is a GPA in an NBA like no system? Really what does it do? That. No, no okay. one checks that. I, I have to maintain a GPA to stay in the business school, but that's mm-hmm. pretty low. And I have to maintain a GPA for my work to pay for it. Yep. Um, so I have to get like basically just above B's. So I just have to get a B in this class and I'm, yeah. I'll think I'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be good. You got this. Do you know the history of TikTok, like how it came to be? Um, I knew about the like China thing that mm-hmm. it started okay. in China. That's <laughs> the pretty China much thing. it. Okay. So yes, it was started in China um, in 2016 and it was not like a global thing. Um, it became mm-hmm. global in August of 2018 after it combined with Musical.ly. And I've heard conflicting stories about whether it turned from Musical.ly to TikTok or if Musical.ly and TikTok was like this collaboration thing or if Musical.ly was bought out by TikTok. I don't really mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. again, if you have the answer to that and you want to tell us, cool. Um, mm-hmm. All I know is that in August of 2018, people all around the world could download TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and it And it did take off in certain respects. And there were some countries that said uh no 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 can't have tiktok like it's still banned in india um fun fact like why i don't know <laughs> okay oh good who knows who knows i didn't um i didn't do a deep dive i did like <laughs> a like a Wikipedia. surface skim got it yeah we don't need it, i don't need to yeah. know who cares fine. right we'll yeah. google it no, later if it really matters, yeah. you know, whatever <laughs> so yeah but it didn't actually like and it, and it did get view like it did get users but it didn't like really take off until 2020 right and there's a lot of reasons for that and we can talk about the perfect storm crap later because i think that's when we kind of opened tiktok and dell and tiktok was quarantine time but anyway um jumping even farther ahead like in today's world there's over a billion active users and 90 percent of tiktok's active users get on the app every single day 90 percent. that's like the highest return on investment of like any social platform that's huge because like facebook i think has over a billion or some some super seemingly impressive number Mm -hmm. but what i want to know is like how often are they using it and and how long are they on the app when they're when they're doing it because yeah that's the difference between tiktok and facebook yeah, and research is showing that, and which I I was surprised by this. Of course, like the amount of time spent on TikTok really grew in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Supposedly, it's still growing for the people who are actively using it. And I saw a number somewhere that was like sixty two minutes a day on average people are spending on TikTok. That's a long time. I know, I know. But honestly, I wouldn't be that surprised, especially if the demographic is like Gen Z college students, like. I guess like 10 minutes here or there when you're like waiting. Cause I feel like TikTok has become the new like Instagram, Twitter scroll for some yeah. folks, you know? Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, and, and of course it is the most popular app among teens and young adults. So I would guess like 15 to 35 maybe. Cause I feel like there's all these running jokes that like 35 year olds on TikTok are old, but there are a lot of really popular TikTokers who are in their thirties. Yeah. So I don't know. And then the last little fun fact I have, which is debatable, which we could talk about if you want, is that uh, the reason why TikTok is so successful in some people's opinions is because 
the infinite scroll and variable reward system can make TikTok a sort of addictive experience for people. And so this idea that you don't have to click on anything and you can scroll and scroll and scroll to find content that you identify with, which gives you kind of that dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're like, oh, just one more. And you're looking for one that will give you that reward. And so you yeah. end up staying on for a lot longer than you had planned because you're searching yeah. for that. Um, and I have my own personal opinions on like screen time and whether social media is addictive or not and what that means, mm-hmm. which we could talk about. But that yeah. is the one thing that like they say makes TikTok really popular because it is this like ingrained scrolling experience that's very different from other platforms in a way. Mm-hmm. And also like the video imagery aspect of TikTok mm-hmm. and the entertainment aspect um, means that the experience is a little bit different, especially from Twitter and also from Instagram, which is why Instagram started Reels so that they can yeah. compete a little bit more because the typical Instagram feed is just not compatible. It's not, or comparable rather. It's not the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So that's um, mm-hmm. your fun facts about TikTok. That was so fun. Thank you for Thank the fun you. facts. Yeah. I thought I thought it would be really just really fun. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, mm-hmm. We love an origin story. Yes. Anyway, um, so let's talk about our own experiences with TikTok. Yeah. I want to know when did you download? Because I haven't heard much about your experience with TikTok. I feel like you know a lot about my experience with TikTok, which mm-hmm. you have a good story. Fun. Yes, I have an interesting story around TikTok and how mm-hmm. I downloaded it and things like that. But I haven't heard a lot about you. So tell us about that. I didn't have like a great story. I is like I had heard about it in 2019 and 2020. We all know that like I work in digital marketing very much so in social media. So I watch that space. I probably don't watch it as close as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, but when like new things pop up, I like watch it and see yeah. where it goes. And um I kind of resisted downloading it because new social medias pop up all the time and they never go anywhere. So I usually try to like wait it out and see like how long it goes. Mm-hmm. And obviously in 2020 it really popped off. Um yeah. and I I don't know what like happened and like how it clicked for me but there was a moment where I was like oh this is it like this is gonna be huge like and and it was already huge so like but but it it, it, like I recognized how big it was um and I ended up downloading it in 2020 and I remember scrolling through and it was just mostly people dancing on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I mentioned this, but I grew up dancing. Mm-hmm. I, for like a little bit, I really wanted to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I appreciate dance. And so yeah. I was like, this is fun. Like, I love seeing people dance, like, and express themselves in this way. So I was really into it. But there was also like a lot of negative feedback where people were like, it's just like, you just dance on there. And there were like, definitely, I will say, this is kind of a side note that when I got on, there were like 14 year old girls, like dancing in like the teeniest things. And I was like, what is this? Like, yeah, I, this is the disconnect between me and Gen Z where I'm, Mm -hmm. I just can't connect the dots with that one. Um, And so that was kind of my first impression where I was like, this is really huge. I'm looking at the content and I like a lot of it, maybe not all of it, but I didn't, I wasn't on it enough to like have the algorithm, like discovered what I wanted. So I kind of scrolled through a little bit every now and then. And I remember I had a friend and she, um, she's an influencer. She has a pretty big following like on YouTube and, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and on Instagram and she like resisted so much and I don't blame her. She was very like, she's so funny. She was very opinionated and she was very like, she was very like when she had an opinion, she stuck to it and she was Mm -hmm. very anti TikTok. And there was one point where I was like, you like are missing out. Like, this is such a huge (laughs) thing for you. Like all this stuff is happening. And, and I've always kind of thought this, um, especially when Instagram kind of came out, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't really like developed this thought until what happened with TikTok where 
you, just because it was created for one specific purpose, doesn't mean that it has to be only used for that purpose. And I don't even know why exactly it was created, but it caught on for that. It would be a young Gen Z dancing app. But at the end of the day, when you really look at the app, it is a video sharing platform. And that kind of ties into like my general philosophy is that social media is what you make it. And it can be incredibly toxic, talk like toxic if you make it toxic and it can be incredibly inspiring if you make it inspiring. And obviously there's some caveats to that, but, um, yeah. So as I like watched all of these young people dance on TikTok, I was like, this is like, great. Love to see it. Not maybe not for me, but like (laughs) I'm supportive of the concept of TikTok. And then I think it was like sometime in the fall of 2020, my friend Nicole started sending me TikToks. She was like, she started sending them to me Mm -hmm, ones that mm -hmm. she thought that I would like. Mm -hmm. And so I was starting to watch more like tailored content that I liked. Yeah. And I would find myself doing that thing where like she would send me a TikTok. I would open it. It would open in the app. I would watch Mm -hmm. the TikTok on loop for like five times and like laugh or like be amazed or whatever. And then I'd be like, oh, what else is there? And then I would start like (laughs) scrolling Um, the other aspect of it from like the professional side of it, I work at a biotech company that is Mm -hmm. a B to B business. So our consumer is not like you and me, Mm -hmm. our consumers are hospitals or like lab lab directors, lab technicians, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And we are very corporate and we're very like medical focused. And uh, since day one, I started working there, uh, at the very, very, very end of 2020, since day Mm -hmm. one, I was like, we need a TikTok account. And we still haven't made it yet because it (laughs) takes us forever to do anything because it has to get approved by hundred billion people and content creation is incredibly hard, um, especially in this industry. And so, um, we just haven't had like the ability to like put up, like, I want to be strategic about it, um, and and have some kind of plan and like direction that we want to go in with our TikTok. So that's taken a lot of time to do that. So we haven't really developed it as much, but um, I see a space for businesses. I see a space on TikTok for people that it wasn't traditionally thought to be for. Yeah. Um, there's a huge medical side of TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about like the, like, oh, I, I made it to cleaning TikTok. There's a point <laughs> where I was like seeing a lot of cleaning TikTok videos, Yeah. Like, the c- corners of the internet, the corners of TikTok that we find ourselves. Right. So it's just finding yeah. that niche. Right. Yeah. Um, so I see a huge amount of value in it for anyone and everyone. If you want to be on it, your audience is on there, even if you don't think that it is. Yeah. And I think really the biggest, like once you accept that, then if you want to create TikTok videos, the hardest part is creating TikTok videos because yeah, now we're in this like new era where like we strip everything down. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, like it, it needs to not be perfect. Like if right. it's perfect, then no one will care. Right. Right. And, and so that was Instagram for a really long time. It was so polished. Mm-hmm. And now at least for millennials, and I think this is why it was maybe harder for millennials to grasp onto TikTok. It's so raw and yeah. we're not used to being raw. So we, I think I'm generalizing here, but I think we have a harder <laughs> time making that kind of content. I know I do yeah. at least. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, we we grew up in the social media era of filters, right? Like excessive yeah. filters mm-hmm. and also like this idea of really not only creation, but like curation, right? Like we were yep. taught to curate our feeds in a very particular way, which is still kind of branding language to a certain extent, right? Like, especially Mm -hmm. if you're a business going to join social media, but a lot of what creators were taught and individual users were taught was like, you need to brand yourself. Like personal branding is important. And that's what we teach our undergraduates. and, And a lot of what I still study is like, how do creators build up this brand around who they are as people? And then promote products and services, right? On behalf of brands. Turn it into a business. (laughs) 
yeah. And the thing about, and I like what you said, like there is opportunity, right, on on TikTok and, and on other platforms for businesses especially, but there is a healthy amount of risk that's associated with that, which is why I feel like a lot of B2B companies don't want to do it because mm-hmm. it's a lot of public facing, right? Like it's, it's a very public facing thing, especially for a B2B company who, right, isn't working with the average person they're working with these other structures and these other corporations um and so it's a lot and it does i'm sure when it has to get approved by everyone just creating one video probably takes forever and then and then you lose out on the the fleetingness that is trends on tiktok and like the idea of ephemerality is what keeps tiktok exciting right the fact that these trends change weekly sometimes Mm -hmm. daily if you're a brand who has a lot of oversight on your content and on your presence online, you won't be able to keep up. Yeah. So I don't know. That's cool though. I mean, and it's nice. That's what's cool about, I think what we do is we can see it from a user perspective, but also from a professional and content creation perspective, yeah. um, which makes it interesting. And for a while, like I still sometimes struggle like enjoying social media because I'm always analyzing it. <laughs> Oh my God. It's such a pain in my ass this one time. So we went to Vegas for, <laughs> hear me out this one time at band camp, <laughs> this one time in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, it's like a running joke with my friends where if I see like an advertisement, I have to like dissect it and like yeah. either like shit on it or like, be like, <laughs> wow, that was amazing. And most of the time I shit on it. And we were, we were in Vegas and we were like driving from the airport to like our hotel and there were just like billboards everywhere and like advertising everywhere. And I was like, my jaw was like to the ground and I was like, (laughs) I'm just taking it all in. And my friends were like, Oh my God. Like Michaela shut down. Like don't talk to her for the next, for the rest of the car ride. Cause she's critiquing everything at the I'm saying overwhelmed. Like, it's gotta so be overwhelming. Much. Yeah. It was crazy. And I mean, like I've been to like it wasn't like, yeah. ooh, make it. Like I was like, oh right. my God, who approved that? Like Right. Right. Who like was who good? was on this team? Yeah. yeah. Who got paid for that? Yeah. yeah. No one. Like, okay. Yeah. Or like you fired the person that came up with that, right? And then still yeah. posted it. Okay, good. Cool. Um whoops. Yeah. I just think like, oh, you're good. You're good. I just think, yeah, that's so interesting. And it is, I want to just enjoy it, you know, (laughs) but I did. I mean, I mean, and I would say like, I've gone through roller coasters too. Like I will be on it a lot and then I'll get tired and I'll get off for a couple of days and then I'll get back on. And like, um, I talked a little bit about this in, episode two, but I actually met my fiance on the app, um, which is just wild. And I feel what like a great I story. Think, I know. Well, I feel like I mentioned this in episode two also, but like, I don't often tell people that Al and I met on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. oh, we had mutual friends or whatever, like from the <gasps> big 10, because she <laughs> knows people at Michigan State and I went to Iowa. So like, you know, but I, so I downloaded TikTok in February or March of 2020 because I had like I knew about it but I wasn't that interested just like what you said like it was a bunch of dancing and I danced but I wasn't good at it nor did I really Mm -hmm. appreciate it and I was like this is not for me like I'm never gonna dance on this app but I was bored and I was like I might as well do it yeah and then like three weeks later we're stuck at home and it's quarantine and so I was on it all the time and I got on TikTok and slowly kind of found some people. So like at that time, I think TikTok still does this a little bit, but at that time it was also, your algorithm was also based on your geographic location. Hmm. So I was actually seeing some videos um, from some like local creators. And it just so happens that a bunch of them happened to be lesbian or queer women. And I was like, oh, there's like my communities on here. That's cool. Like, what are they doing? You know? And so in at the end of March, I broke off like a really casual fling with someone. Um, mm-hmm. And a week later, I was like, I'm going to make a video introducing myself because this is a cute little trend that I saw just one other person do talking about who they are, trying to make friends because I didn't really know very, I mean, I knew I had friends, but like it wasn't 
people I was really close with. I mean, I had a couple of my best friends, but we were trying to stay apart, right? Because of COVID. And so right. I was like, I want like virtual friends. And like a bunch of women were already talking about doing like meetups and stuff. And I was like, I want to be active on here so I can do these Zoom calls and get to know people in my community. Cause I'd only been out for like a year and a half, a little over a year and a half at that time. So I didn't know that many people. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to make a video. So I made a video. It was up for three days and it went viral. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I remember you mentioning that once, I think. So I had a, that video was an introduction video that ended up at like 180,000 views, which at the time was a lot of views. It, it still is. What, why do you think it went viral? Because I think it was a new, it was a new trend that wasn't dancing. It was like introduce yourself as a person and it was a cute sound. I think it was an example of like people who got in early using a creative sound, your videos yeah. go viral, right? Yeah. Because if you, if you are the first person or the first, you know, 20 people to use this particular sound that seems to be popular or, or favored among audiences, then your video is going to keep climbing. So yeah. I think that's how it worked out. And it's funny because the video is still up um, and you can see my like casual flings bike in the background because she left the bike because she didn't have a place to store it. So I let her store her bike in my house for an additional two weeks after we broke up. So the bike's in the background of that video, which I think is kind of a funny little That memory is so of, funny. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that's that. And then I just was like, you know what? I'm going to start posting. And I went kind of nuts because I was bored and it was, and it was TikTok. And I was like, I don't want to date anyone. Like I want to just make these videos and make friends and like hang out with people and like just be engaged virtually in my community in a more um, thoughtful way. Mm -hmm. So I started posting like stories about being queer in Utah and like life experiences and doing those little voiceover trends, which became popular very quickly, um, which still are. I never, I did like three dances. I never really danced um, much, especially at the beginning, but my stuff kept going and I kept climbing and like, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and it would be going viral at like 2 AM, which is just weird. Wow. Um, I know. And then honestly, like I kind of stopped posting. <laughs> I yeah. think I posted, I posted like all through that very first season of COVID seriousness. Um, and I liked what you said earlier. And I think this, I identified with this too, is like being able to be more real on my TikTok, like on Instagram stories and stuff. I was always like, oh, I need to make sure my hair is done and my makeup is yeah. done and I look a certain way. And that could be part of my like own insecurities, but TikTok, I was like, nobody knows me. Like I actually had blocked some people yeah. that knew me in my real life before I really even started posting a lot because I didn't want them yeah. to see. Yeah. Um, I posted like just for me, not for other people. And it was yeah. a really freeing thing for a while. Yeah. And I was on it for like a month and then Al slid into my, well, I slid into Al's DMs, but she slid into my comment section. And then we started hanging out yeah. and she made, she made videos too. She ended up with like, I don't even know, five or 6,000 followers or something like what that. What did she make videos about? <laughs> Just like voiceover ones. And she did talk a little bit about like work and counseling in school, but it was mostly yeah. just like cute little voiceover skits. Um, you can still find hers. I think it might be private now, but I can send it to you. Yeah. Want to look at Please it. Please do. Um, yeah. And we ended up doing, we ended up doing like little duets sometimes. So there's a couple videos where we're both in them. Um, yeah, it was cute. And so yeah, that was really fun. And, but I mean, it got to the point where I was posting like five videos a day. Cause that was what was getting views. Like the more you posted, the more views you got. Yeah. And eventually I was like, I'm just tired. Like I had to get up yeah. and like plan this video content and like figure out what was trendy. And I didn't really want to do that anymore. Um, but I would say the first six months was when I was like really committed. You were and like you were early, which yeah. which yeah is impressive. Well, a lot of the a lot of the women who posted around the same time I did, who are still consistent, have like hundreds of thousands of followers, and I just never I never stuck with it for that long because it didn't yeah. feel it didn't feel like something I wanted to do forever. I've always been a person I love content creation and I love content creators. I always wanted to 
help them and like manage them more than I wanted to create my own content, Mm -hmm. right? Like I want to use my expertise from my PhD to like help them be successful without having to be really popular myself, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, and I wouldn't mind like having a following, but I don't, I don't want to have to work for it. Like creators do. Like, I think, I think there's this assumption that like content creation is like this easy thing. Um, right. And we, we know it's not right. Like we know it's not, and we know how committed you have to be and like how firm in your sense of self that you need to be to like figure out your path. And like, that's what I, I like working with creators and being like, from my research perspective or my, you know, professional expertise here's what i think you should do and i know exactly what i would need to do to grow and and be famous and do all those things i just don't want to yeah you know yeah i know yeah Yeah. like i wouldn't mind a following i just don't want to have to do all the things that i know that are required to 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 do that thing (laughs) it's a lot of work it's so much work work. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. well and that's why i think like this podcast uh like it's it's a team effort and that's yeah. where this will be successful. Um, yeah. and I kind of had a similar thing with Instagram where I wanted to try it out just to like, see mm-hmm. how far I could take it. Not necessarily how far, but just so like, I, I, I was giving advice on social media and I was analyzing and critiquing other people using it, but mm-hmm. I didn't really have a big following myself. So I wanted to sort of test it out and see, okay, yeah. if I put this kind of post what'll happen if I do this what'll happen and let's just see um and and it and it came to it was a very similar thing where I was like I'm tired and I feel like I did what I came here to do and I feel satisfied enough for me to back off a little bit on this exactly Um, and and that's like uh, on the other side of thing uh, of the like that ideas I have also tried to, I I kind of wanted, before I signed up for this master's program, I felt this like need to do some kind of side hustle. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Oh, I'll make some like TikTok videos and, and maybe be a marketing influencer. And, And it's just one of those things where it's right now, like everything, every, every niche is so saturated, no matter and this is me just broadly saying this, so it's probably not true everywhere, but it just feels like no matter what like niche you have, there are hundreds, if not thousands of other people who are doing it already and doing it yes. well. And that's really intimidating. And that's really hard to, it's not like encouraging when you see that, like, is there space for me? And there almost always is, but sometimes it doesn't always feel like it. That's hard. Yeah, I feel like imposter syndrome is a huge issue in so yeah. many industries and content creation especially, right? Like if you if you yeah. already see people and that's what I try to remind my creators too, like the creators who are just starting out are up against a lot. They're up against that oversaturation, yeah. they're up against imposter imposter syndrome and it's not to say that the creators who got in early didn't work hard because they did. But there were different circumstances when you join TikTok in 2020 and start creating daily content in a space that is less saturated with that particular type of content. And like, it's also really hard because I think everyone can like forecast trends of what's going to be popular on TikTok, but you don't really know until you know. And like, there are waves of popular things. Like it was really into dancing. And then it was like these daily vlog type things like short format videos which i think are still popular now um but like there's a lot of different types of videos now that i don't know that we would have thought were going to be popular before um and like you couldn't really forecast that out like it was kind of unknown that that was going to be popular and i think a lot of creators who created content that really spoke to them didn't know if their content was going to go viral or not and then it just so happened to go viral. Yeah. And they didn't really, they didn't really expect it to, or want it to, or like plan for that to happen. It just did. Yeah. Well, and, and and the thing is, is that those creators who are still successful now and analytically looked at what did go viral and why, and I'm going to keep doing that. And they had to work their ass off 
to continue that like consistency. Yeah. And we also went from Instagram, which is like, you should be posting at least once every day to TikTok, which is like, you need to be posting five times a day, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as we were all kind of learning the app and and I think people realized, okay, I'll post again, I'll post one more time and, and we'll see until it falls off. And it's, it's an experiment for everybody at that point. And that's a lot of work. And then there's also the question that this has been asked of obviously TikTok really launched because of COVID. And the question is, okay, if COVID never existed, where would it have gone? Like, would it have died and dropped off or would we have gotten to where we are just like a lot slower? Mm. And, and I think that like my, my main answer would be, I think we would be, it would be fine. It would just be a slower buildup and, and it would take a little bit longer, but we would still latch onto it. But I don't know, because I think there's a lot of good ideas that don't, there's a lot of amazing businesses that are smart businesses, but wrong time, wrong place. And they just never launched. So I don't know. I think it also kind of reminds me of Snapchat where it's like, what exactly was that business model? And it may be great for like a group of people, but is that group of people, the mainstream, like it is not a bad idea, but is that medium good for everybody? And I think that's less universal than like Mm -hmm. videos or image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, and and so I think that was a barrier for them. Yeah. And I think when you talk about TikTok reaching the masses, the reason why is because the way that TikTok's algorithm works is it takes all of these videos and niches it down to the point where you feel like you're seeing things that you care about and you don't have to sift through tons and tons of content. It's sifted for you. And Mm -hmm. also the fact that there's so many people creating content as well as consuming content. Whereas like Mm -hmm. other platforms, I feel like it's a lot of people consuming and not as many people creating. But because TikTok happened during quarantine, I think a lot of people stepped up and were like, I'm going to create some videos. And there still are a lot of like what I would be, what I would call micro influencers, right? People with less than 5,000 followers or less than 10,000 followers who are actively posting every day and still have quality communities that they're building on TikTok. It's still happening, even if they're not having that many viral videos. And it's because there's so many creators, audiences can find the people that they identify with extremely quickly with very little effort from them. And that keeps them integrated in the app. Absolutely. There's something for everybody and it's being delivered to you on a silver platter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe we should okay. do, maybe we should do this trend that won't be trendy by the time this episode comes out, but it's trendy no. now. And I really want to do it. Um, okay. So we're playing this game that's very trendy right now, and I'm sure you've heard of it and now it's not going to be trendy anymore. Um, but it's called there are 10, but, and, um, Michaela is a straight lady. So these are all, <laughs> he's this and that, and mine can be she's that's great um okay so he's a 10 oh and if you don't know the premise of this you say like he's a 10 but this and that and then it can be a positive or a negative attribute and then Michaela has to give this person like a new ranking her hypothetical person that she's gonna go on a date with all right so we're starting off strong he's a 10 but he calls his mother mommy oh woof Mm-hmm. Can I change it? Like, is it something that like, can I like nope. sit him down and be like, Hey, this is nope. got to stop. Nope. Okay. He is a so, mommy like, lover. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'm just going to pretend Ew. like you didn't say that. No. Um, I, it's not a deal breaker. So like, I'll, I'll go down to like an eight. Oh, that's generous of you. I don't really like when people call their parents, mommy and daddy. I know that's, people who do that really and I don't like it. It's not. The the thing is like the concern is that how does that trickle into like other things? Like if you're doing that, then what are other things that this is affecting? Um I'll, okay, let me because I don't have like a lot. So I wrote a couple down, but I don't know if they're okay. good. Okay. Um try it out. and I'm actually really curious because I think I was also thinking about this because I knew I was gonna ask you, and this is another conversation of like 
like you are dating a woman, mm-hmm. you are about to marry a woman. And so what you like, I don't know if that changes the way, like the things that I would answer. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like there is gender dynamics in here. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's a 10, mm-hmm. but she wears socks during sex. Oh, no. Mm-mm. And the thing you. is the problem, the problem is with this is, I mean, I date, I would date all genders. Like if I wasn't marrying Al, I would date all of the genders. And I don't care how you identify. If you wear socks while we're having sex, I'll be upset. The only time socks are appropriate in That's or just, on a bed oh. is in the middle of winter if you're wearing fuzzy socks because it's freezing and we don't have any power. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I Emergencies no. only. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would, so what I would, is it? She's I would 10. honestly, I would honestly go like all the way down to like a five. I don't know. I know. I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm-mm. We're somewhere okay. on the wavelength. We are. Um, all right. So we're going a different direction. Um, he's a two, but he's a doctor that makes over $500,000 a year. Damn it. Are we shallow on this podcast? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two's pretty low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's like a brain Whoa. surgeon. And he's like perfect. Like he's extremely smart. Okay. $500,000 a year brain surgeon. Is he tall? Is he hefty? <laughs> <laughs> Is he coming back? Jen's <laughs> um. <laughs> ears could never with that reference. Mm. So he's a two. This mm-hmm. is going to bump him up. Definitely. But maybe not as much as it. I don't know. I, I'm going to go with five. All right. That's a solid answer. Five. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Next one. Okay. She's a five, but she gives great hugs. Mm. And the thing is, I don't like hugs that much, but it's still going to increase. I was going to mm-hmm. say, I don't yeah. like think you're as much of like a physical that's not like I'm your not. love language no if if you gave al so. that question she'd be like 25 25 <laughs> yeah. out of 10 um no but if she's a five and she gives really good hugs i'd probably give her like an eight an eight and a half oh that's pretty good because mm-hmm. you might that's a good job. some days i don't like hugs all the time but like some days if i really need a good hug then that's great it just yeah. hits yeah it's perfect yeah totally um he's a five but he buys you really nice flowers every single week. Nine. Mm. Yeah. Flowers girl. I like flowers too. I love flowers. Me too. There's been like a lot of slander against flowers. I think in the last few years where women are like, I don't need them. They just die. That's okay. Yes. That's the example I was about to give you of my mother. Every so my mother dated the same man for like 14 years or something like that before they actually officially got married. And mm-hmm. he didn't give he didn't give her flowers super often, but every single Valentine's Day, I'm talking huge bouquets of red roses, like expensive Aww. red roses. And every year she complained. And I'm like, listen, woman, like, they just them. die. I'm like, so they're gorgeous. They're huge. They're pretty for a couple days. Yeah. yeah. And he sends them to her work. So like it's fancy and like everyone sees <gasps> this giant bouquet. Oh. I know. And so very, very thoughtful. And I'm like, um, yeah. Hello. I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. I know. So a nine if he buys you flowers. Is that what you said? Yeah. Because he was at a five. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a nine. That'll yeah. do it. That's a good one. Okay. Um, so she's a 10. This one's hard. Mm. This one's a hard one, I think. She's okay. a 10. This is more serious. But mm. she's cheated in the past. Oh. But she she learned her lesson, though. <laughs> That's what they all say. That's what they that say. That is what they all say. Honestly, if she's a 10, it depends on where I'm at in my life. Yeah. Because if, if, she's, if she's a 10, I might, I might stay in it for a minute. Knowing yeah. that I'm gonna get my heart broken yeah. because she's a ten, you yeah. know, and a like ten. A ten, a ten is like looks and personality and yeah. like everything that you bring to a relationship that like fits with me and what I would want. Um, 
would we actually last? Probably not. Would I get my heart yeah. ripped out of my chest? Absolutely. <laughs> so for that reason, I'd probably give her like a six, okay. but I'd, but I would still date her. <laughs> it's still on the like higher. Yeah, like end. I would, it's I would still, D, Oh yeah. 60%. I would, I would pursue the shit out of that knowing that that was yeah. absolutely a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You're like, Oh, this is bad, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy constantly. it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you like I one of those fully support that? Are you one of those just a little treat girls where it's like, I just, just need a little treat. Just, just a little treat. I've done absolutely nothing to earn this, but I'm going to have just a little treat, whatever that is, you know, what it's like, no, I part of your routine. 100% am like that, but I don't like think it like, I'm like, I'm not like I need a treat every day, but like I do yeah. like when I wake up, I'm like, wow, that was hard. I should get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Always. <laughs> like it is yeah. a reward system. Like, yeah. wow, I, I made it through the day. I should eat ice cream. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have two more. It was hard. You. Yeah. Okay. It's a hard day. Two more. Um, he is a three, but he owns his own boat. And it's a nice boat. Not like a fishing okay. boat. Hmm. Not like a canoe. <laughs> yeah. He owns a kayak. okay one um (laughs) no um kayaks are cool so Mm. if you're a man with a kayak yeah slide into Michaela's DMs yeah love you (laughs) um I'm trying to get on that kayak you know Mm. hot girl kayak summer Mm -hmm. (laughs) right is that a a euphemism Oh, you want to get on his kayak? Is that a thing? Is that that's a very Utah thing? I feel like. I feel like so. Yeah, in like Colorado, very like Mountain West. That's cute. Wait, wait, where was he? He was a three. So he's he's a three, but he owns his own boat, and it's a fancy boat. So this is like, that's like a um three. (laughs) Yeah, I would maybe let me bump it up to a four because all right, that I probably still wouldn't pursue any of that Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. But like, if I'm thinking about like on hinge, when I do come across a guy with a boat, it does make it a little bit more tempting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But it's also almost all the time. That's, that's for a fun time, not a long time. Yeah. I agree. All right. Do you have more for me? Oh yeah. I have one more. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And then I'll do my last one. She's a 10, but she's a Disney adult. Oh, that was a heavy breath. And, um, I wish I would have, I wish I would have remembered that and written a question for you. Um, but I think we're on the same page here that, um, it would be like a one, maybe a 0.5. I don't want to give her a zero because again, she's a 10, but I also have a hard time believing that any 10 in my book would also be a Disney adult, you know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And and Uh, here's the thing. I am not shitting on Disney adults. I love you. Do your thing but I would never marry a Disney adult. You're talking to two people who have never been to Disney before. Um, two people being me and my fiance. Neither of us have been to Disney World You've or Disneyland. Never been to either one. Disneyland, go. Disney World. I know. I want to go. Um, but like, like I've, I fuck with the park every now and then, but yeah. like, I want to go to ironically, <laughs> I want to go to Epcot and get drunk around the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We should go. Yes, we should go. Okay, let's go. Or I'm like shitting on Disney adults and I'm like, but we should yeah. go. <laughs> we should go as Disney adults. Listen though, if you're a Disney adult, I love you. You have um, space in this podcast. Keep listening to us. I'm sorry. But I just, I I think it's not the fact that the adults like Disney. It's the behavior around the fact that they like Disney. Like I'm not trying to yuck your yum. You know, like if you like Disney, cool, like good for you. But don't make it your entire personality. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, don't think that it's like unique. Like, yeah, it's kind of like this is this was a trend. Speaking of TikTok yeah. trends, that like really, it's kind of chooky. Like, yeah, and yeah. I, I don't subscribe to chooky. So no. like, no, God, we're terrible. I'm sorry. Episode three. If you're already like, wow, I'm never listening to this podcast again. I'm kind it's of fine. Not. I'm it's not. Like- Speak for yourself. Listen, I'm a people pleaser and I want all of you to listen to the podcast and not. Well, we're um, split. We're a 50 50 yes. household, but yeah. we did talk about how inclusive we are. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're allowed. 
Yeah, like you're allowed. I just, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll report back after we go to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let yeah. you know. <laughs> Listen, it's fun and stuff, but like, I don't like need like a T-shirt yeah. with Mickey Mouse on it. Like that yeah. is absolutely like, yeah, like yeah, branch out, do something else. Like when I'm like, yeah. the, these Disney adults have to be fairly well off too because Disney is not cheap. And I'm like, <laughs> I would spend my money in so many different ways, and that's just me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know. So, anyways, I think we end it there because I think we yeah. end with a hot take that some people aren't gonna like because that's the way that this podcast is gonna work. Some weeks, most weeks, I have a feeling. Um, I think I'm gonna really like simmer on this and really because I guess I don't really have like a for, a fully formed opinion on on Disney adults other than the fact that like, bleh. but like a lot of my coworker, like we, a lot of Mormons are Disney adults. And so that's mm. like a thing here. And mm -hmm. like, I have coworkers who are Disney adults and like, they're great coworkers. Like yeah. I'm not their friends by any means, but like, I fully respect them, but like, also we got to work on that, but I'll, yeah. I'm going to just simmer on that and, and we'll, I'll give you any updates on like my thoughts or feelings towards Disney adults. But like right now it's like a no. Yep. I agree. Anyway. Okay, friends, that's it. That's episode three, all about TikTok and our unsolicited opinions. I hope you liked it. Michaela is shimmying. Um, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram. Do all the things, and we'll see you next week. Ooh.